Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to the Grief to Growth podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he's here to help you grow where you've been planted. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. His sincere hope is that this episode helps you today. And now, a brief word from our sponsor. When I decided I was going to do a podcast, I knew there were more moving parts than most people expect. How do you record a podcast? Where do you host it? How much will it cost? Do I need special software? How do I distribute it? All these questions were in my mind. I was all set to go with another podcast hosting company. Then I heard about Anchor. I believe that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. You can use it right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor is not only free, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor's creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M as in FM radio. And now back to our episode. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Grief to Growth. And today I'm fortunate enough to have with me Daniel John. Daniel is a certified spiritual medium, a devoted father and husband, a Reiki master, and a dedicated Christian. I don't want to spend too much time t- introducing Daniel because I want to let Daniel tell his own story. It's, it's a fascinating story. And I want you to tell it in your own words. So with that, I want to say welcome, Daniel. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. Um, so kind of, I just do the short version, right? So um, a couple of years ago, I had um, an experience of I was sitting next to a woman at a restaurant and her uh, husband had passed six months prior. And um, I was sitting next to her, not even really thinking anything. And um, I started getting these feelings, these pictures, these, um, it's hard to explain, but just like these like experiences that I feel like I had to share with her. I didn't even know what it was. Uh, and by the end of it, after about 45 minutes, after multiple like things that came through it, uh, we realized that it was her husband. Um, and he had given her messages of love and, um, he had passed away, unfortunately, right in front of her, just like, you know, he dropped and he, she never got to say goodbye. 
And so after she thanked me and hugged me and was crying and said that this was one of the best experiences that she ever had. Um, and then, um, you know, after her life went on a path to where she, she like, that was the start of her getting on her path to recovery after losing her husband. I think they were married 30 years. So after I was like, um, you know, cause I was raised Catholic K through six. I, um, I was saved in ninth grade. Uh, and so it was, uh, you know, it's a, there's certain scripture that's against, you know, mediumship and, um, and I didn't even believe it. I'm a, I'm a skeptic. You kind of have to show me or I'm not going to believe it. So, um, a bunch of crazy stories happened over the next uh, few months, a lot. Actually, I'm writing a book, uh, right now, which will probably be out next year, maybe next fall, but so, which I'll share all the stories, but they were very awesome for lack of a better word. And uh, so I went to a local medium and uh, not believing in it, even though I had already given a reading and had some experiences. Um, and she said things in, and me being a pragmatic skeptic, but also open-minded and, and reasonable. Um, she proved to me um, that that, what was happening was real, that there's afterlife, that they can communicate with us because there's things she said that there's no way she could have known. Uh, during that time, I got obsessed with John Edward, Teresa Caputo, Tyler Henry, and I read all their books. I watched all their shows. And uh, the premise being, I love helping people. I love it. I um, I just love helping people. And the feeling I had after, you know, post that reading with that woman, the feeling she gave me and that I gave her was just of love. And it was so amazing. So then after I started uh, about a year, just um, reading and reading and reading, I've read probably almost 100 books on life and afterlife. I've read the Bible. I read it every day. I listen to the 40 hour audio version of the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, you know, literally I would take a book and ask God if this is something I need to know so that I can help other people learn Then a bunch more crazy experiences happened, but I didn't really do much mediumship. I just learned that I had to be patient and I went and got my Reiki master certification and just a bunch of stuff kind of mm -hmm. happened. And then, you know, I came out, actually, it would be, it's kind of funny, it'll be a year ago tomorrow that I kind of just came out and said, Hey, I'm a medium. This is something I can do. It was not easy. I knew that there were some of my friends that would not understand it, not accept it. Um, it's been overwhelmingly supportive. But then I got an email from a friend who, um, in the nicest way I can put this was, and it wasn't mean, it was very uh, pragmatic and the, her concern was that I'm, I'm going to go to hell and that I'm channeling um, the devil and spirits of the devil. So right. um, at that point I had, you know, read the Bible, but didn't really see much scripture about that. And there are a significant amount of verses, but when you read the Bible, you're not reading it every chapter all the time. I kind of, you know, hop around. So mm -hmm. it, got me interested in being able to explain. Well, first I was like, wait a minute, am I, what I'm doing is, is it wrong? Am I going to hell? So, um, what I did was I started looking at those verses and I prayed at the same time to ask God, I'm like, Hey, listen, this is not something you want me to do. You know, it is hard. It's draining. Um, it takes a lot of time, but it's so worth it because it's so rewarding. Um, but, but, um, you know, he led me to some verses and some, in a crazy, in some, and again, these are the, some of the stories I'm going to share in the book in some crazy, crazy ways. And now I feel like I can have a very, very intelligent conversation, quoting scripture, um, and being able to explain to, you know, Christians. And, uh, now I, I, I resonate close, closely with a Christian. I call myself a Christian to believe in Christ, but I also believe there's a certain part of every religion, um, that is significant. It's, um, 
I guess what I'm kind of saying is there's, I feel personally that no religion is, is right or wrong, that they're all uh, good. They have a good foundation and I don't subscribe to one specific one, even though I resonate with Christianity. Mm -hmm. I always say that religion is love because I feel like God is love. Um, but, uh, I've also looked into Buddhism and Judaism and, um, I look, I can kind of have the basic idea of each religion, but I think religion is a foundation and a set of beliefs that lead to God. And I don't believe anyone's more right or wrong than another. So um, I have a personal relationship with God and I do believe in Jesus. But in the end of the day, there's a lot of scripture that actually points to mediumship and using gifts from God as the, something that he wants you to do. Um, yeah. and, I know, and I know all of those verses, right? So, but you can look at some Old Testament scripture. It literally says word for word that mediumship is something that's not supported. So we can get into that a little bit deeper. But long story short, by praying and reading and going with my heart and my my gut, I do 100% more than ever believe this is something that God wants me to do. Um, mm -hmm. Overwhelmingly, the the, um, the support has been awesome. And I'm actually glad, really glad that the woman sent me that email because it really sent me on a... It opened up my mind and said, hey, maybe I'm not. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Sure. And I and asked him to show me. And there's a lot of scripture that actually supports it. Um, and then so now I have my own website. I have my own studio, which I'm in now. Uh, mm -hmm. I still have a full-time job. And this is my part-time job. But it's becoming more and more. Uh, it's I don't know when the switch is going to come. But I'm, right. I, I'm waiting for the signs. But I'm not waiting. I'm still enjoying every second that I'm here. And I love helping people. And I probably do five to six readings a week. Mm -hmm. uh, only because my calendar only allows that much. I have three little kids, six, four, and two. Right. And, and I think that's really about it, but I love doing what I do. And um, I really appreciate you having me on too. So I know you're super busy. I've, I've talked to you a couple of times before. I know you, you have a full-time job. Your wife has a full-time job and you've got three little kids and you're, you're juggling all that and, and transitioning into this as a full-time thing. Just found out today when I got on with you that you've got a studio now um, and taking another step out. You touched upon the fact you're, you're a Reiki master, so you also do um, some energy healing. I'm curious, you said, I think you said you were saved in ninth grade, so you were raised Catholic. How did, what church was that into? Are you still part of that church? Um, so I, I went to a K through six Catholic school and then about eighth grade, actually it was, it's kind of a longer story, but the short version is that I met someone, uh, his name is Don actually. And uh, a bunch of crazy synchronicities happened. Uh, mm -hmm. And I won like a trip to go on a youth group retreat for an organization called Youth for Christ. And they're awesome. Actually. Yeah. Really good. And so there, I got goosebumps right now, by the way. Um, and there, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a week long event based around sports, which is something I was really, really like enjoy. And, uh, one night, you know, and I didn't even know this was happening. I was just there to play the sports and uh, we actually did really well. Like it's different cities that like compete for fun. And uh, one night you didn't go up on stage and, you know, you asked to accept the Lord in your heart. And um, I always felt and not to knock Catholicism in any way whatsoever, because I actually taught Catholicism in uh, volunteer in college, actually, even after I was kind of, you know, saved in ninth grade, because I believe a foundation is really good, especially for youth, uh, mm -hmm. whatever the foundation be as long as it's something to do with, uh, you know, a greater source. And, um, so I went up on stage. I'll remember that I'll never forget the moment. And it's just like, do you accept that the Lord's in your heart, that Jesus is in your heart, that he's the son of God and you want to live your life in, 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 a, in the best way possible in reflection of him. And, you know, my parents were divorced. My father had actually came out of the closet after they got divorced. Um, I have a you know sibling that hasn't spoke to a family in a long time. So and all that stuff is kind of going on. My parents had just broken up a few years before that. So I needed something like, like Jesus in my life. And I went up there and I cried and just 
I got total goosebumps right now. And, um, and the emotions actually coming back. And it was something that really, really, you know, and in fact, things actually got a little harder after that. And I've actually talked to a lot of Christians that have had that where you accept Jesus in your heart and things get harder, right? So that relationship helps you grow. And from then on, I just always led with my heart. And then, um, I don't go to church right now. I do feel like, um, I'm in church all the time when I'm around people of love. Um, and I know that sounds like kind of a cop out, but I really don't. I mean, church is great. It's great for a lot of people. I don't knock it anyway. We do go. I was last week for a wedding and I, you know, pray and love God. I just, um, I support it in every way whatsoever, but I feel like there's certain times where, um, there's like conflict and everyone tries to think that theirs is the best when we should all just be love and, and, you know, support each other as long as it's in the basis of love. So, um, I do sometimes go to church. There's a few around here, but I don't go to a specific one. Um, yeah. But I pretty much act like I'm in church all the time. Smile, send love, be love, don't judge. You know, the basic things that Jesus taught us. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I I grew up Pentecostal. And I, my grandfather was a pastor, so I went to church my entire life. You know, as you said, read the Bible. So that's why I, I really resonate with your story. Um, and so when I stopped going to church to be taught, I went to church for a long time to serve. Because I was like, I, I taught Sunday school. I taught, you know, int- introductory to Christianity kind of classes at one of the places I went to. But I'm in, I think, the same place that you're in now. I feel like I'm in church all the time, you know, talking to the people I talk to. I get That's where I get my sense of community, talking to like-minded people, uh, spreading what I think is the good news, which is really that we all never die. I think that's the, the best news, that we all have that eternal life that, that God gives to everybody. Um, so that's kind of where I am also. I mean, that was, if you think about some of the main messages of Jesus, I mean, that was one of his biggest messages as he came back and proves that, you know, and there were many others, but one of them is, you know, hey, listen, I came back for 40 days and uh, we don't die. And so, uh, you know, I agree with you 100%. So let's talk about some of the verses that you had mentioned, because I've studied the Bible from that perspective also. I, I had people tell me, I remember when I first started doing yoga, I had someone tell me, oh, you can't do yoga. You open up your mind to to the bads, you know, to the devil or to the evil spirits. And I would I would go to I would do yoga after church. I would go to church on Sunday morning and then go do yoga. And I'm like, I feel like I'm opening up even more when I was doing yoga. And she said, but if you open your mind to to you open your mind, evil spirits can come in, right? So I started doing my own search about you know these things. So talk to me about some of the verses that you think make mediumship okay to, to consult with the dead. Okay. Yeah, there's two different perspectives. So first, if you take the Bible word for word and you look at like Leviticus, especially, I think it's 19. He talks literally, I think the verse says you should not consult mediums or you're detestable to the Lord. Mm -hmm. In the same, so, so, you know, I'll have a lot of people say like, you take the Bible word for word, it's black and white. I do feel like there's an interpretation, especially because Jesus had a lot of Trojan horses within the Bible, because from what I've read, he knew that if someone discovered it, that it might not get out there because of the, so you kind of have to look into it and make your own interpretation of it. So I'm on the side of the Bible and I'm not saying like you take the Bible verse to make what you're doing right. But I do feel you need to use your heart and your mind to try to understand what the Lord is telling you. And I also believe that some people could take one thing from one thing and do highest good. And then another thing from something that same verse, but feel something different and still for the highest good. So Mm -hmm. I always go back towards the foundation of leading with love no matter how you interpret the verse. Yeah. And I, I always say that, you know, it's written in Greek and there's been translated and there's different versions. 
but that doesn't take any of the validity away from the actual verse. But in 19, if you, if you take that word for word, then you're thinking that mediumship is detestable to the Lord. In uh, Matthew 17 in the New Testament, one of the biggest chapters in the Bible, one of the biggest things in the Bible, Jesus goes up on the mountain and he's with a few of the apostles and, and, and Moses and Elijah actually appear to Jesus in spirit. Um, so Jesus is a, is a medium, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so, so is Jesus detestable to the Lord? Well, of course not. Um, he's his son. We're all his children. So I think that if you take that black and white, then you have to take it black and white that Jesus is detestable to the Lord. And it's almost oxymoron. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, then to me, it opens up, well, it's black and white written in every, almost everything. A lot of the Old Testament is very similar, depending on the version, that if you're a medium, you're detestable to the Lord. But I ask someone, well, what's your definition of a medium? Someone who consults with or speaks to someone who's not physically here. Well, Moses and Elijah were certainly not here. Yeah. So, and I don't want to sound like, it almost sounds like you're just like, oh, well, Jesus, well, he, he, he's a medium. I mean, and then someone will say, oh, well, that was Jesus. Well, then I always point to Corinthians 11, 1 or John 14, 12, which says we're supposed to do the works of Jesus and right. more. Right, um, right. It says, be an imitator of me in every verse every translation. So it always reverts back to, well, yeah, he was a medium. He did it. But then I always go back to the same thing as we lead with love. And then you look at Corinthians chapter uh, 12, four through 11, mm-hmm. God gave us gifts. And, you know, this is a, written, a letter written by Paul, you know, to the people of Corinth who were just kind of not getting it. Right. So the, to me, that book is very strong. And actually it was given to my gosh, that goosebumps. Um, it was given to me, uh, through a really interesting story, which I'll, I'll share in my book. But um, long story short, from one perspective, if you look at Leviticus and it talks about mediums, and then you look at the New Testament and that Jesus was a medium, and then it goes on to say that we're supposed to be like him, then I believe if you lead with love and you use your gifts that God gave you, you're doing what he wants you to do. That, that's first of all. Um, the other side of the, the other perspective is if you look in Leviticus, there's a lot of things in that chapter that just don't apply anymore. The exactly. word, one of them is you're not supposed to eat bloody meat. You're not supposed to tattoo your body. You're not supposed to cut your hair on your face. Right. Uh, you're supposed to wear clothing with two different types of cloth in it. Exactly. You know, so, so there's things in there that just don't apply. So, but then it's like a black and white thing. Well, it was said, so do we follow it? You know, there's things about submitting and really kind of interesting things in the Old Testament. So I'm not taking away from the word of God. My theory and my feeling is that you're supposed to take the word and apply it accordingly to your understanding about yoga and meditation. You know, if you look in the Old Testament, Jesus or God actually asked Moses through, you know, God wasn't there, right? I mean, he's there all the time, but you know, Moses is a lot of, there's a lot of channeling spiritual prophecy. If you remember in the Old Testament, God asked Moses to go meditate by the burning bush. It's in the Bible, right? So, so I, I really don't understand. And I'm sure there's certain verses that that, you know, the person that said that to you will bring it up. But in the end of the day, if you really look at a lot of the scripture and you look at what is said in there, I feel like that if you lead with love, that you should interpret it the best way you can to help other people and lead with love, right? And so, and one last thing too, I'm not, uh, when someone says something like that, if they're leading from love and truly are concerned with your um, well-being and really do think that you're going to be channeling these spirits, 
you know, I've actually had it happen to me and I'm sure you probably did the same thing. You know, I lead with love. So thank you for letting me know that. Um, I, you know, I read the Bible and I'm going to read it more just to make sure that this is what God wants me to do. And then sometimes things will come to me, like this, especially being a medium, you just get things from spirit and you just, something will just come out and you just say it and it kind of makes them think a little bit different, but always lead with love just to kind of finish that response. If that all makes sense. Yeah, it does, make, it does make a lot of sense. And that's kind of where I am, you know, too. Um, you know, and then you have to look at also who wrote the Bible, why they wrote it, you know, and Leviticus is a great example because it was written to the Jews to keep them basically separate from the Gentiles around them. They were a small tribe trying to trying to survive. So they were given a lot of do not, do not, do not, because they didn't want to be like the tribes around them. So we take some of those things like the eating of shellfish and the eating of pork and the cutting of the hair and the wearing of the two clothes. And we say, oh, that's just for the Jews, right? But when it comes to consulting meetings, we say, oh, no, that's that's that applies. That's forever. That's eternal. Yeah. And, you know, in paganism, obviously, it's very popular back then. They were uh, there were other gods that they were um, idolizing. And I think there were certain rules and certain parts of the Bible that were to help, you know, believe in the one God, which is the number one, I think, commandment. Right. Believe in me. I am the only God. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really comfortable with what you're doing now, and you believe that God's led you to this, and you believe it's a gift from God. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, I'm testing out a new feature. I'd love to get your feedback on it. It's called Fan Mail, and you can send me a message right from the show notes of the podcast. So look for the link that says, send me a text. You can ask a question for a future podcast. You can suggest a guest or just give me any feedback you want. Just remember, it is one way I can't text you back, and I will not have your name, your email address, or your phone number unless you include it in the message. Let me know what you think. I truly, I would say that I know, but I think that would be a little ignorant to say that, but I, as much as I can believe and know, um, I do. And, and, you know, to, to, to the point real quick is, you know, and I know you're probably going to ask about it, but, and I don't want to take away the segue, but I was going to talk about the certification and what I did for that. So I don't know if you want to. Yeah, well, I do want to get into that. Um, but I want I want to cover this Bible thing a little bit because, um, with healthy parents here, we have a lot of people that are Christians. I'm a, I, I don't identify as a Christian anymore because I've just moved so far from what the beliefs are now. I still am a big fan of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I, I refer to Jesus all the time. I try to base my life on Jesus, but I don't think that makes you a Christian. It's <laughs> the way Christian is defined today. Um, so I don't, I don't identify as a Christian anymore, but I still, I love the Bible. I refer to it all the time, but mm-hmm. I try to put it in perspective. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's necessarily perfect. Um, but, you know, the Bible says, you know, test the spirits, right? And, and it says, yeah. you'll know, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. And so when I see what mediums do and I see the healing that they bring and the joy and the peace and the, the relief from pain, I'm like, if this is Satan playing a trick, he's playing a pretty good trick, right? He's, he's healing people. He's letting people live better lives. He's helping people to go on. And that's just, it's, it's just crazy. And I like what you said. Lead with love because those people are leading with fear to say this is all a big trick, right? Certain ones, uh, you know, not as a conglomerate. I feel like there's either love or fear. And when you hear something like that, um, they might think there might be a love aspect to it, but I feel there could be a fear aspect to it as well. Um, hang on, because it. Um, no, go ahead. Finish your uh, continue. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, my my 
interpretation on what hell is. Uh, I've looked a lot of the, of, of the word hell, which is actually used in like four different Greek words in the Bible. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I have a very different feeling about the um, traditional and what I used to believe what hell is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if you, if you want me to. Yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, please. I, feel like I'm I just feel like I'm supposed to. Um, yeah. It's my opinion. I don't claim to be right, but I've looked at a lot into it. There's a lot out there on, you know, Hades and all the words that are mm -hmm. used as hell in the Bible. It's actually not used as much as you think it is. I think it's no. like maybe 18 times or something. It's not well, a lot. Every translation, the word is used less. Every time they go to a more modern translation, as they get more accurate, the word hell goes is going away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe, you know, I believe in God. I believe God is unconditional love um and i don't believe we have this is a personal belief that there is an eternal uh, damnation where if a soul lives a life or acts you know some you know i believe in reincarnation but that god made us as souls um but that we make a mistake and then we go to hell forever it just doesn't it just it just doesn't fly um because god is unconditional love and so you know i really don't think personally that i believe i i do believe there are you know quote unquote negative energies but i do believe that when we pass and we leave our human body that we really do experience love in every form and you know if in the bible jesus spoke about my father has many houses mm -hmm. and my personal belief is that based on your karmic uh, balance and based on your life and based on the positivity that you had in your life depends on where you'll be in that level. Could you yeah. consider the lower ones hell? Maybe, but I don't think it's eternal. I think you'll always have a chance to grow and get closer and closer to God. I think that's what we're supposed to do. I do kind of subscribe to the Buddhist belief of escaping the wheel of life um, and, and growing and merging with God. Those are like a little bit, you know, kind of out there, but I think that we should start looking at translations of hell in the Bible because I was almost, but I also do believe that there's a fear aspect that maybe is supposed to take into play for certain people while they're here. Cause I felt like I was going to try to change one of my friends perspective mm -hmm. on eternal damnation. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they're supposed to hold up because they're, they might talk to someone who has to maybe feel that way. And I'm not, not that they use fear as a tactic, but that's just my personal belief that there's no eternal damnation, that an all-loving, unconditional God wouldn't send his children to, you know, if you think about punishment, right? We punish our kids, but right. to teach a lesson. If you think of eternal, it's not a right. year, it's not five years, it's not 10, it's forever. That's right. not that's not a lesson. That's that's a, the pure, just punishment damnation and i just believe if we're part of god and he's unconditional love that just doesn't exist well i think there's a redemptive punishment there's a punishment you do like you said we punish our children to teach them a lesson and there's also what's called a what i call a punitive punishment a retribution mm -hmm. and and it, there's no point in eternal damnation right what you there's no there's no chance of getting out you're not teaching anybody anything so yeah i, I completely agree with you and i remember when i was coming out of traditional christianity and I was, I'm a big fan, still am, of C.S. Lewis. And I read uh, The Great Divorce that, that he wrote. And one of the lines I remember from that book is he says, the, the doors of hell are locked from the inside. So I believe that there are lower levels, if you want to call them that. If, if you decide you want to torment yourself after you die, you'll be allowed to torment yourself. But as soon as you're ready to get out of that, then you can come out of it. Um, and Howard Storm, like in his near-death experience, he was a hardcore atheist. He didn't believe in anything. He, he finds himself being tormented. But the second he, he called out for help, he was given help. And that's a common experience I found in near-death experiences, that when people do go through these torment, torment places of torment, the second they call and get out, they're, they're released. So it's not God holding them there.
two points. One is it's why God gave us free will. Um, and the second point is, um, oh, it slipped my mind and maybe for a reason. Uh, so you were talking about, yeah, you can keep going on. Maybe I'll remember it, but I feel like sometimes I get blocked for a reason. Um, yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. Came mm-hmm. back. So I really do believe from a lot of books I read and from even reading the Bible from a different perspective now is mm-hmm. that a lot of our um, quote unquote punishment or lessons or judgment is actually by ourselves. Um, because exactly. when, when we leave our body, we have a perspective and that, you know, um, that we realize the things we've done wrong. Every book I've read, almost every book refers to a life review where we get like a picture mm-hmm. of how we make people feel and uh, we get to actually kind of relive it. So a lot of times on the other side, we will actually um, judge ourselves and be more critical on ourselves than God does. Yeah. I think New Testament talks about that when it talks about the burning away of the dross, when we go through that, that, that trial by fire, uh, which I believe is the life review. And, and my, my view mm-hmm. is kind of opening up too. It's not God sitting there saying I'm punishing you. We mm-hmm. go through and we and we realize oh, I did this wrong and this wrong. I don't want to do it this way again. It's a lesson, and that yeah. and those things are burned away, and then we're purified and we and we move on. So that's kind of the way I believe about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's really cool talking about this, and it's really nice to talk to someone who you know has this gift and 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 can speak in a language to people who might be still a little bit fearful about it. But I know also that you were a big time skeptic of, of mediumship, right? It's like you know, so. Tell us about um, the certification process. I think even after you, you know, you realized you had the gift, you're still a little bit like, is it for real, right? So you and I had spoken and, you know, I told you about the process with Mark Ireland. I'll just kind of set it up. There's a guy, uh, his name is Mark Ireland. Uh, he has a website. I think it's certifiedmediums.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about going through that process. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, I'm really excited to tell you about my latest ebook. It's four lessons that you can learn from the near-death experience without going through all the trouble of dying to learn them. I've been studying NDEs for several years now. I am completely convinced that not only are they 100% real, but that there's some very universal wisdom that we can get from the near-death experience. And I've distilled that down in this book into four short lessons. And I've also given you all the reasons why I believe the NDEs are absolutely real. So go to www.grieftogrowth.com slash NDE lessons to pick it up for free www.grief2growth.com slash NDE lessons. I hope you enjoy it. Well, you know, to your first point, yeah, even even a year into it, even, even six months into doing readings, I'm talking last Christmas, um, it's hard to, and we'll talk about this in a later point, but it's hard to like trust because the messages come in so they almost feel like you're like making it up. That's what it feels like. And the only reason I know they're true is because my sitter, what we call the person I'm giving the reading to, was validating it. So there was a lot of skepticism. And in I, even to say it there until the certification process, there's still a little bit of skepticism because, um, you know, the messages are so subtle. But when you get, and you can watch some of the readings that have been done by, uh, you know, other mediums and myself, there's specific, specific validating information that to your point earlier gives them love and grief relief and just just all things around love to know that when someone's physically not here that they're actually still with them. So, you know, being a skeptic and doing I've probably done four hundred plus readings. So 
Um, you still grow, but being a, like, I guess it's my nature. Just I'm, I'm very skeptical. Even after I gave the reading to the woman, I was like, did I read her mind? Did I get lucky? I mean, but there were things that like were so specific. You just, you know, but even then I was still a skeptic. So going through all my, and I read, literally read of almost every medium, Jane Van Prog, all of his books. I mean, you name it, I've read it. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I got to the point where I met you and just started doing some readings for the group. They introduced me to Mark. So once I found out about the certification, I do believe that spirit led you or led us to each other um, to help me find that there was a trust aspect for me. Um, and you know what? There's still a little bit. I had a reading last night, which is just, it was good, but it's, sometimes they, they do range as much as I don't want to admit. Some are really, really amazingly good. Like can't believe it. But some are okay. And then there's things that flop once in a while. I don't know why, but um, in the end of the day, once I learned about Mark and the certification process and I, I did the reading, I, I said a prayer to God and I said, God, it's okay with you. Uh, I'm going to use this certification process as a way to let me know whether you are supporting me and this is something that I should be doing in my life because I live for God. I'm part of God. That's why I'm here. He has blessed me and my family with all, uh, just an amazing life. And so I want to give back. This is my time to give back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I said that prayer and I said it every day. And I even said to my wife, I don't pass this test. And the test was tough. I mean, they got to be honest. It, I think it was 70% accuracy over five readings and the sitter couldn't act like a normal sitter. It was a very, it was kind of yes or no. Um, so it was, it was, it was hard. And so I passed. And so I'm not saying it was hard to give myself credit, but what I'm saying is, is that I do believe by especially praying. And I even said to God, listen, if I'm not supposed to do this and I fail, I will sit back and look at, and I'll listen. You let me know if I need to do something different. I'm here for you, right? So I'm your servant. And uh, and I passed. So I, I really felt like that not only boosted my confidence, which is secondary to the fact of the primary, which is I'm doing God's work and I'm doing what he wants me to do. And for being a man of God and having a relationship with him, um, you know, obviously from the time I'm bored, but especially after getting saved and leading my life for him and leading with love and just being a good person, um, to pass was a sign for me to let me know that I should trust myself which is secondary to the fact that I'm doing what he wants me to do. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the process because I've, I've been a sitter for several remarks. I've, I've never, I'm not a medium, but I've been on the other side of it. So it's the medium that has to go through uh, five sittings and you need to pass. I think it's 65 or 70% accuracy um, in those, in those readings. Uh, the sitter, as you said, is not a normal sitter because we're only allowed to give yes, no answers. We're not allowed to really engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really nerve wracking for the medium because you know, there, there are accusations of cold reading and warm reading. There's, there's no, there's no warm reading on these because you're not given the sitter's name or telephone number or anything going into it. So you can't look anything up. Uh, it's very difficult to cold read because the sitter or warm read because, or I can't, I always get the terms mixed up, but it's very difficult to pick up on sitters cues because they're just giving yes, no answers. So yeah. I always feel when I'm sitting for these, I feel really bad for the medium because they don't know how they're doing. You're just, <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, I don't know. So for you to go through that, and I want people to understand when you go to that website and you see certified mediums, that's how the, that's the process they go through. And it's, it's, not enough, it's not an easy process. And frankly, not a lot of people are going to put themselves out there to do it. So I do want to congratulate you on passing that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. And um, it, it, your normal reading, uh, you know, I'll get like a flash or a picture of thing and you can ask me more questions about that later. But, you know, so when you have someone like that, they're like, yes. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means because you just get little flashes and we'll probably talk about the mediumship. But yeah, it was my sign. 
from God to let me know that this is the work he wants me to do. And uh, it definitely built my trust um, because it's still being a skeptic. It's still, you know, hard to believe, but I've had so many validating specific things that you just, you can't make it up. And to, and to your point before you ask the next question, you know, I actually will sometimes not look at my sitters um, or not look at, if I've done the phone, I, uh, I don't want to know their name. I don't want to know. I don't even know for Facebook friends because that actually messes it up. Yeah. I actually did a reading for a cousin of mine. She, she came on alive and it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. To be honest with you, it's, it's hard to determine the difference between your own thoughts and what spirit's trying to tell you. That's what, so when you do someone, you know, you don't know if you know that you're getting that because you know that about them or if that's spirit giving. So I want to go in blind, uh, not know anything about them. And uh, yeah, there's just a little bit of how it works, but yeah, this is, I feel like I passed it because this is what he wants me to do. So. Yeah, I, you know, and I want to talk about that. I know a lot of mediums um, through the work that I've done with Helping Parents Heal and Voice Over Angels, was, which is the group I met you in. Um, and there are, there certainly are fakes out there. there. There are certainly people who are not very good mediums, but the mediums I know are of the highest integrity. And when they, when they even hear about things like warm reading, I, I know one, one of my mediums' friends said, okay, I'm sorry, I close my eyes when I do my readings now. Cause I don't want to pick up cues. So when, even when she's doing a live reading face to face in a, in a, in a gallery setting, she'll close her eyes um, mm -hmm. because she wants to hear from spirit. So I, I hear people like yourself saying, I don't want this. You know, I'm, I'm not looking people up. I, that's not what I do. I mean, it's funny. I'm so far from that. Like, I don't, that's not something that I even, I, I don't even think people think that, but I, now I got Cause I'm like, I always think everyone thinks so positive, but yeah, I, there are, I used to even, when I went to my first meeting the first time, I felt like she was saying, cause I'm like, did you look it up on Facebook? And like, and that's me, like who's your medium. So, so right. yeah, it's not even, like, to be, in fact, this is to go even further. I was actually worried that I was picking up cues from them and I didn't want that. Like, in fact, I had a lady sitting literally right here yesterday, the other day. And she, um, I said something about her brother and she squirmed in her chair a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I got the message in my head, at least I think that was like, there's something not right with the relationship. They're butting heads is what I heard. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't sure. I even told her, I had it recorded. I said, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this because you just moved like that. You know, cause I'm very perceptive. Right. That's the thing, but I'm getting the, the word butting heads and she just, cause she confirmed it. But I think because I got those words, but yeah, I don't, I, sometimes I won't even make contact with the client eye contact, not because I'm trying to be awkward because normally in my normal face to face, I'm all about the eye contact, but it's, 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 it's valid because, you know, there were certain parts early on, like, am I picking up on cues? Am I pulling it from right. their moment? And I just give a quick example. I did a reading about a month ago. Um, oh, actually it was for, for one of the testing. This is a great segue. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was getting the name Milton, Brian, Milton, yeah. out of all like, I don't even, I've never even met anyone named Milton. I don't know about you. And no. the woman, and the woman's like, nope, nope. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting the name Milton. I can't, you know, so we moved on and, and that was it. And so, um, I, we never connected it. So about two hours later, they get our emails, follow up, you know, things. To, so she emailed me about two hours later and said, you know, I was born and it, my father had me in his forties. I never met his father. And I did a little family tree thing. You'll never guess what his name is. <laughs> her dad's name was Milton, her, yeah. her grandfather, her, his father, her father's father. And, and so what that proved to me was, you know, and they're still, and I guess that to me was like a, hey, listen, she didn't even know his name. She never even knew he existed. So that proved to me that I wasn't pulling it from her head. Um, right. That was grandfather coming through who was past, who coming through to, to, to say hi, as crazy as it was. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I've had experiences like that in readings too. And again, it's interesting how people will 
who don't believe in telepathy will say, well, mediums are just reading your mind. It's like, well, first of all, you're, you're taking one thing that you don't believe in and replacing it with another thing you don't believe in. But I've had mediums that will tell me things that I don't know. And I'll have to I'll validate it with my wife or one I'm actually said something about my grandmother's middle name, which I, I'm sure I'd heard at some point in my life, but I didn't know, I didn't remember middle name. So I had to call my parents up and they're like, yeah, that, that was her middle name. Yeah, I, I actually asked Spirit like one time, why don't I get things that are so obvious and it's what they want? And the immediate response was, if, we, if that came through all the time, then there wouldn't be any pr proof on your end and their end that you weren't taking it just from their mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. So yeah, it's definitely, uh, um, it's definitely something that you have to trust yourself. But I always tell kind of back to your Bible verse, if you're going to a medium, Go with what you feel about it. Ask God. I, I, I'll even, so I had a reading last night where uh, I was telling her something which was different than what she was telling me. And it was something different that she was being guided to do by spirit. And she said, should I do that? And I said, that's not my place to tell you that. Right. I'm just here as an in-between to kind of help you build your relationship with God. And I always say, I'll say this right on here. You don't need a medium. The only reason I'm here is to help you when you need it to push you along the path. I don't know why God chose me. Um, out of the readings I've done, I've had so many, and this isn't anything for me because I'm just a soul here just like everyone else, but Spirit uses me to help you get on your path. And I've gotten so many emails to say, hey, listen, the reading that you gave me, or they'll say you when it was with Spirit, helped me in a way that you don't even understand. Um, and I thank you. And, and that's the, a true blessing to be able to sit in the middle my to call to me in between God and spirit and, you know, us as human beings. Yeah. And I, and I, this is a thing I think I know. And I think I know i medium readings can change lives. They can actually save lives. There have been people that have gone to a medium who were totally despondent um, because they, you know, it's one thing to, to have faith and, and to read the Bible and to believe, and that's really great. But if you can know, and this is why I tell people, and this is one of the reasons I'm doing this show. If you can know that your loved one is still here, if you can know that your loved one, you know, is waiting for you and you'll see them again. If you can know that, then it, it gives you a whole different level of, of confidence and you can live this life better from the time that you're here. Couldn't have said any better. I so, agree 100%. Talk to me a little bit about the process of, of uh, mediumship because a lot of people don't understand. I know there's, there's different clairs, right? There's clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, you know, different ways people see, hear, taste, whatever. How does the process work for you? For me. Okay. Yeah. So, so every medium is different, right? Um, but the way I work, uh, and the way spirit works with me is, uh, a lot of the readings actually start out slow. I get feelings. I get little flashes in my mind. They're not like actual seeing things, but they're just like a flash of something. And they're so soft. I keep asking when spirit, they're going to get stronger and they're just like, be patient. You're learning to trust. It's really interesting, but yeah, they're really subtle, uh, flashes of things. And I'll give you an example. So, I'll be sitting with, I was sitting with a woman or actually was on the phone with a woman one time and I saw a Caramello bar and I use this example in my lives. I literally see the caramel just going in my mind. And uh, so it's not like your normal eyes. And I asked them if they liked Caramello bars. So I have to guess, I don't know what spirit's trying to tell me or what they're trying to bring attention to. And so that's up. It's not like you, I do hear them sometimes, but in the beginning, it's usually a flash. So um, she goes, no, don't like, I like Butterfingers. And I was like, no, nah, that's, that's not it. And I'm a very tough critic of myself. I try to like really make sure that it's exactly what they want. So I'm like, no, it's not a Butterfinger because they easily could have been like, oh yeah, they know you like Butterfinger. It's not like that. In fact, I'll even try so hard to make it so validating that I'm actually missing their message because I want to be so legit and so transparent 
So anyway, so we go past and we don't recognize. Well, 20 minutes later, I have to bring attention to a daughter, someone's child. And I said to the woman, "Do you? Did, did, did your, we're channeling her ex-husband. I said, did your ex-husband have another child? And she said, yeah, he had, he had a daughter. And I said, what was her name? Her name was Carmela. Right. So, so you'll have certain people like, Oh, well, that's different than Carmelo, but that's how it works. They use right. little things like that. And I'll give you another example. I saw Howie Mandel in my mind. Just boom. So, and that's not a lie. You can actually watch it. It's on my YouTube channel. It's a reading for a woman who lost her four year old son. And by the way, there's certain readings I remember everything about. And there's other readings I completely forget. It's the craziest thing. But this one stuck with my heart. Um, and it was her four-year-old son and he was coming through giving her validating messages that were, and she said it changed her life. You can, you can ask her. It was something that she actually came and saw me live. She was something that kind of, you mentioned, it actually put her on a path that was just like really awesome. So long story short, I see Howie Mandel and I'm so, so I like, do you like Howie Mandel or, you know, I thought about Bobby's world, right? Cause he used to do Bobby's world. I thought about America's got talent cause I know he's on there and she's like, no, no, you can see it. You can watch it live. And um, I go, is there someone named Howie? You know, and she's like, well, I have a brother and his name is Howdy, right? Yeah. So it works. It's not as like, and so you'll have a skeptic, like, well, that's not the same. But what spirit does is use flashes and things to help me get on the path of what they want to say. And once she figured out, and this is why it's tough with the yes or no's, once she figured out it was her brother starting to come through, he mentioned a few things back to back to back that validated that it was him. But the best way in spirit, that he could show me to bring attention to him was to show me Howie Mandel. I actually yeah. messaged him. I messaged Howie and told him I, I copied the link to because I thought it was pretty hilarious. But yeah, that's that's just an example of how the messages work. And to the point of your Claire's, you know, every medium's different. There's Claire audience where you can hear. There's clairvoyance where you can feel. But I'm more of a feeler. That's why you'll often hear me say I feel like or I, I see. You know, so I, you can see like I get certain things. But do I do get songs? In my mind, I don't know why. I've gotten exact songs. I've gotten artists. But yeah, so spirit just uses whatever they can with their thoughts to send it to my thoughts to help pass messages on to the people over here that, that, um, that help them heal and spread their love. The way I've heard it described is kind of like they can only use what's in your head. So, and that's why a lot of times it's something that's very close. It's almost like a game of charades is the way mm -hmm. I describe it from talking to, I'm not a medium myself, but talking to several mediums. So there was a medium, and my daughter's name is Shana. And it's not a common name. And, uh, and just to let people know, a lot of mediums don't get names at all. Or, they, or they're not very good with names. Names are, seem to be particularly difficult to get, especially unusual names, because the spirit can't really reference, you know, Shana can't reference another, another Shana because most people don't know another Shana. So I was doing this me reading, reading with the medium. And she was trying to get my daughter's name. Sometimes Shana will even like joke with them, like, you're never going to get my name. You're never going to get my name. So she kept trying. And so finally she said something about, I've seen this old black and white movie. It's a, it's like a Western. And I'm like, it means nothing to me. And it didn't mean anything to her. So I'm like, we, we just let that piece of evidence go. So I, po I posted my interview, my uh, reading, and someone said, the movie was Shane. And I got back to her and I said, it was a shaming thing. She said, yeah, my grandfather used to watch old Westerns together. That's what it was. So it's like this, it's like they go into your head, they find the closest thing they can find. And it'll give you like an image or a word that's close to it. Yeah, yeah. Then those are the, those are examples, right? The Shane, the Caramello bar, um, you know, uh, Howie Mandel, right? And yeah, so yeah. I can, you, know, you know, I'll even get the name. You know, if I'm in a group, I'll get the name of the person sitting there, even though I don't know it, along with like a number or a thing. And I think that even happened to you. I think maybe she used your name, right? So or yes. you their name and then they bring in some validating evidence just to let them know they're still around and they'll pop in and say hi and i think even with yours for that group it was similar 
popping in the way her personality does to kind of validate that it was her. That was cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, that's Shana usually when she went wearing things like that because this was a group thing and it was really for the other parents and I was just kind of uh, moderating it. So she <laughs> waits until the end, right? And then she just pops in and says hi. And that's she does she does that a lot. So that and it's interesting because I've had so many readings with so many mediums, and that's another thing that, that's validation. Things that come across for different people that the mediums don't know each other. They don't know the other readings I've had. And then I hear Shana give them the same message to different people. Sorry, my, my dad comes to me in a fruit fly and I, and there's a fruit fly just sitting here, right? Just hanging out. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, how they come, they come to you in, in signs in different ways. And once you recognize it, then you start getting those things even more. So tell me about, um, and I just found out this like a few minutes ago that you've got the studio going now because I know you're a medical device salesperson, right? So you you got that you got that as a full time job. You got three little kids. You're you're busy. You're a busy guy, and you're starting up the studio. So tell me about the studio you're doing. Yeah, well, we're in a small town in upstate New York, and uh, my wife and the, the literally it's, it's it's kind of long story short. We were in Florida doing a family vacation, which was. A really needed one because uh, between last year coming out and I work in my, this is a new full-time job. But uh, so anyway, we went to Florida and we were on the porch and we had, we were originally going to open up like a health food store because we have this space that we have. And, um, you know, we were figuring out a way how to do my mediumship out of here because there's two separate rooms. Well, long story short, uh, she's like, well, I've seen these meditation pods, you know, where you can sit in there and like meditate. And ever since... I got into this, you know, or actually one of the beginning signs to let me get into mediumship was about meditation. And I didn't even really know what it was. So needless to say, it's one of the oldest medicines around. It really works. And so we bought a pod. It's a meditation pod. You sit in it. It's got uh, noise canceling headphones, fans, colors, and it's got Himalayan salt underneath it. Oh, wow. And what it does is it helps you relax and it helps you focus on love. That's just the way I say it. it helps you be the best you you can be. We're all busy. We're all stressed. We're all, we have anxiety, but when you meditate and you connect with the source, there's this, just this peaceful feeling and you'll know people that meditate. You can just tell they, they, um, exude this, uh, love i guess i could say mm. so uh, it's a pod you come down it's 20 minutes and uh, so we have two separate rooms and one room is the main area where the pod is you can meditate there's eight different uh, meditations in there noise canceling headphones three are guided five are just sounds that help when they kind of go both ears and get you into health and beta states uh, i try to do it every day in the pod but if not, i do it at home and then uh, they're uh, 30 dollars a session but we have buy one get ones we have 10 uh, 10 dollars off we have packages Wow. And then, and then in this room where I am right now, over um to my right, I have my Reiki table where I do Reiki, and I'm actually sitting where I do my one-on-one -on -one private readings. Um, so when our grand opening is next Friday, it's four to six, and then we actually have a group reading in here right after that too. So we're opening next Friday. So that's along with you know her full-time job, my full-time job, and our six, four, and two-year-old. So, but we're you know we're balancing it and making it work. So. So what's the name of your studio? It's called the ZOME, Z-O-M-E. It's an acronym for Zen, Oneness, Meditate, and Escape. So um, it's called the ZOMEstudio.com. And, uh, okay. and what state, what uh, city is that in? It's in Geneva, New York. Uh, it's upstate New York between Syracuse and Rochester. All right, great. Yeah, that, that's really exciting. Thank you. It is. So you also, I know you're working on a book. So uh, you said you think the book's going to be out possibly, you said next fall, is that fall 2020 or fall this year? Well, you know, th that's one of those things in trying to balance the full-time job uh, sure. and, and then do the, the book at the same time. I, I'm about 25% uh, 
of the way done, but I also believe that I don't want to be in a rush. And I think that spirit guide me. But if I had to guess, I think it would be probably next summer, next fall, uh, by the time I'm done. All right. Well, cool. I like to have you back and talk about that when when you get ready to to launch that. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I was going to ask you how your family is about your mediumship, but obviously your wife's cool with it, right? You're opening, you got the studio going. Um, how's, How's the rest of your family about it? Um, overwhelmingly supportive. Um, and even the community too, cause we have a small community mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I go on Facebook live every Mondays. Yeah. Every Monday. There just seems to be like a lot of people like follow locally and, you know, whether it's a softball or going to Wegmans, it just, just, you know, there's no, you know, everyone looks at you kind of like you're a little weird cause they don't really get it. They don't understand it. Um, uh, but overall it's been my family and my, even my in-laws have been super supportive. I have a group of like guy friends, like my, my, like I have like these six guys that were all like really close and um, they're really not into it too much. And, and that's totally okay with me, but I, I, I think they're, they're very supportive. Right. They don't ask too many questions, which is totally okay, but they're very, very supportive, which is awesome. It really yeah, is. I, think, I did lose a couple, I did lose a couple friends. Um, which, yeah. Which weren't like, I mean, you know, acquaintances, they were kind of good friends, but they really don't agree and understand what I'm doing, especially from a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, I realized that I had a friend who was like questioning me on it and we were going back and forth. It was a very pragmatic conversation, but I was get very, very stressed. And I was asking myself, why am I having this conversation? You can't please. I always quote that stick figure song. You can't please everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be skeptics. There's always going to be people that just don't understand. And what you have to do is just understand that maybe God doesn't want you in their lives at that time. Or if they come to me and ask questions or open back up later, I'm all about opening up and, and love. But overall, it's been very, very yeah. Well, um, I want to let everybody know they can find you on Facebook, Daniel John Medium. Um, you do do Facebook Lives every Monday. I know you've got a a, a, a large, dedicated, and growing following. Um, and your website's DanielJohnMedium.com, I believe. Yep. Um, so, yeah, check out Daniel there. Um, like I said, he's, find him on Facebook, and you can uh, get on his Facebook Lives on Monday evening, kind of see see what you do. Um, I want to really thank you for being here today. I feel like we were kind of led together. I feel like we're kindred spirits. This has been a great conversation. Absolutely. I, I kind of even really don't remember how we met, maybe through the group or through. It was oh, through maybe. Voice of Our Angels. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the other thing you do is you volunteer your time with them. And Voice of Our Angels is a Facebook group that I'm part of. Uh, it's a small group of parents that are dedicated to helping each other. It's a great group of, of people. And one thing I want to say before we go, because it's mostly women. And most of the most of the people in this community that I run into are mostly women. Most of the mediums I run into are, are women, um, and it's it's really great to see a guy doing this. So, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, so someone had, I never thought about that before, and someone said that to me a couple of weeks ago. Um, not really. I just um, I think overall. If we're open to this, and this is something I talk about a lot, you get, you know, you get 20% of people that are just cynics. They're really just never going to believe that's okay. No worries. You got 60% of people that are kind of like skeptic, you know, on the edge and not really sure you need to convince me. Then you get 20% of the people that are like, yep, this is real. You don't need to convince me. Um, I think regardless of sex, as long as they're open to it and you do find that, yes, it is a a lot more of my followers. It's it's, it's black and white are more female. I get more female bookings. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
but maybe, just possibly, I don't know, uh, the John Mediums, the Thomas Johns, Tyler Henrys of the world, James Van Prague, that God gave this gift to some males to help bring in, um, you know, and open the minds of some other males. Um, so I don't think too much about it, but I'm open and willing. And I just wish that a lot of other people would just take a step back and be open and willing just to kind of hear and yeah. just to kind of understand what this is all about without looking at a piece of wording and saying, no, I can't do that. Go with your heart, go with your gut. And if it tells you no, then don't do it. Yeah. But if yeah. you just step back and be open-minded, um, then I do think that there'll be a lot more opportunity. And yeah, maybe I'll bring in some more guys. Cause like I had one the other night right here. Um, and I just, you know, a lot of times they will be skeptic or they'll just come for support, but they're the ones that break down and cry. And when their brother or their mom or dad comes through and this, the love that they feel from it and the, you know, they'll walk in as skeptics and walk out like a, I kind of believe so. So yeah, that maybe just maybe why I got the gift. Uh, but either way, um, I just wish everyone would have an open mind and uh, you don't have to believe it, but being open to things of love is something that's really good for everybody. Yeah, I think that I, I think you worded that perfectly. I think it's great. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, being part of this group for I was helping parents heal now for three years and gone to a couple conferences. They're they're eighty percent women, and I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just the way it's meant to be for right now. But it, it's nice to have guys in it. Maybe we can reach some other guys. That'd be good. Yeah, I'm in the help across the board. All right, man. I really appreciate you doing this. I know you're a busy man, uh, so this has been great. So have a great well, thank day. Thanks for having me. I feel like it was good. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Well, that's it for another episode of Grief to Growth. This is your host, Brian Smith. Reach out to me anytime at grieftogrowth.com. That's G-R-I-E-F, the number two, growth.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll be back with you with another podcast soon. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.